Hey folks, before the episode starts, I just want to quickly address we were off last week. Didn't feel quite appropriate uh, with everything going on to put out an episode. You can check out our Twitter for our full statement. But yeah, we stand in solidarity with the protesters in the Black Lives Matter movement. Hello everyone, welcome to He's a Keeper, I'm your host Arkula Duke. And I'm your host Jaden Cron. And this week we watched a little, little, little movie called Promised Land. Little, mm, little something, something, little, as little as extra I, special. As an animated uh, vegetable once said in VeggieTales, we're going to the Promised Land. Yep. No milk or flowing honey in this one. No. And there was no Meg Ryan in the VeggieTales one, so bit of this... bit of like some misleading marketing there. Yeah, there's a bunch of movies called Promise Land. Like there's one from 1974. There's that 2012 one with Matt Damon where he has to investigate where 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 he's trying to get a small town to buy into natural gas, but then it turns out that the company set him up the whole time. Or so. I don't know. Anyways, it's a very common title. Yeah. But this one is the one from 1988, I believe. 88, 87, one 87, of the two. 87, that's the one. Starring uh, two people whose names I can't remember, and then Meg Ryan and Kiefer Sutherland. <laughs> really, they're the only ones that matter. Uh, J- Jason Gedrick and Tracy Pollan. There we go, yeah. Um, you know, I didn't think this movie was going to be a scary movie, but then it was because there was the, the like two seconds that Ronald Reagan's face was on screen. That was terrifying. That Wait, was, was his oof. face actually on screen? Yeah, there was one point where they when he was specifically when he was talking about uh, the Contras. Right. Um, yeah, he, there's some Ronald Reagan voiceover in this. Which is I thought it would be more consistent throughout the movie, but yeah, it just kind of stops around like the half hour mark it's kind of it's kind of indicative of this movie so yeah the movie basically it starts um Kiefer sutherland he's he's like the geeky kid in school he's at a basketball game for his, for his friends playing and basically it and there's like a little like prelude he's he's it's established that he's moving out to arizona for work and he's dropping out of high school um, and the, his friend, who's a basketball player, just won a big game. He's got a scholarship, so he's off to college. Um, and then we we meet them, meet up with them a few years later. So Kiefer is uh, he he he's gonna get married to a woman he just met three days ago, and the basketball player, which what was his name? Davy Hancock. So it's Dave, yeah, Davy and Danny. Yeah, Danny is Kiefer Sutherland's character. Davey mm. is um, the basketball player. He's now he's he lost a scholarship. Uh, he dropped out of college, and now he's a small town cop in a small town town. And yeah, so it just kind of follows them. Uh, Kiefer Sutherland's trying to get back home with his new wife, and Danny is trying to is uh he's trying to connect with his uh, high school girlfriend mary because she's still in college and they're kind of trying to do this long distance thing and it's not really working out um so they're trying to figure out them and then that's the whole movie for like an hour and 40 until the very end when Kiefer and 
uh, and his wife uh, end up robbing a convenience store and then Kiefer gets shot and dies. Yeah. And then that's the movie. <laughs> it's a... Uh... I don't know how I feel about this movie. There was some. Moments, I'm conflicted. There were some definitely some really good moments, like um, the scene where Kiefer so Kiefer gets home, um, and he talks to his dad, and his dad like he he when he left he didn't tell didn't tell his parents he was leaving. He just left, and so he hasn't talked to his dad in like was it two years? And, yeah, the two years. And like, so he gets home. He's like, hey, and his dad's like, yeah, I'm sick, and he's like, huh. Yeah, and then mom told me that. Huh. Here's his watch. It's a, it's a good gift, kid. You're a good kid. And like he yeah. just he he's and he goes out and he like does this really really I really well performed speech about like how he never him and his dad never talked about anything. Because yeah. if they did, they would both have to admit that neither of them was what the other was expecting. Yeah. Even the scene before Kiefer's speech for me, uh, because of the place where it is in the movie. I just had started to dip out. Like I yeah. was really fighting to not just look at more interesting things on my phone. Um, yeah, there's, but there's also other strong parts of this movie. Mostly there's some, some cool like visual mm-hmm. stuff like the bit when they're just in the desert in, in their little car with the, the pink, in the middle of nowhere with these mountains around them the camera spinning around the car like whoa man this is pretty good yeah they do a lot of interesting stuff with the camera there's a lot of like shots that are really you know really uh, uh, for better or worse they're just kind of like show offy and i think like Mm -hmm. some of them work like there's um like when so when they get married and they're coming out of the courthouse and it's just tracking them going from the courthouse all the way to their car that works, but then there's stuff like where it's just like, oh, look, we can do this. Yeah. Um, we special. <laughs> another good moment visually is at the end after Davy realizes he is, you know, shot Danny, and he goes to his shooting range, and he's just sitting there lying on the ground in this field of burning tires, crying. That was pretty good. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it has its its moments, but like, I don't know, for the most part, it's it's pretty nothing. I can see what they're going for. Yeah, and yeah, I just, I just it... don't care about anyone other than Kiefer, really. Yeah. Uh, Meg Meg Ryan is not at the top of her game here. She's just kind of, I mean, the, the character isn't that well written to begin no. with. But then you put you know, Meg Ryan on her, and it just oh. She's just annoying the whole movie. Yeah. It's just... It's one of those characters, like, I don't... It's just not a real person. Like, there's... Mm -hmm. Nobody is this. Yeah. She's... Well, it's because she's so tonally different from the rest of of, of Mm -hmm. everybody else, because everybody else is kind of this semi-realistic... You know, they're... It's kind of gritty, and they're all sad and depressed, and she's just this loony who's just kind of there to to be kooky i guess and and help Kiefer with some of his character but yeah it's it's a struggle and it just kind of keeps going like this is the longest hour and 40 movie i've seen in a while (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah there's it's just it there's so much 
nothing in the middle of them just mm-hmm. like driving like i think they could have if they cut out just all the nothing from the from Kiefer's storyline and just went to danny more it would have oh, flowed yeah. a lot better yeah even even then i mean like the i don't know about you but that one scene when he's at the police um station dan mm-hmm. uh davy is and um that just that was the weirdest set to me yeah like it just didn't look it looked like surreal with just with like between davy's like i don't know if that if that's actually what police officers looked like at the time but it was just super weird he has this jacket that looks way too big on him mm-hmm. and then like, like this gun in like a leather pouch on the front but it's like right in front of him it just doesn't it's not a good look and and then the the police station itself is like weirdly lit with like pink behind these kind of glassy windows and all these guns everywhere it, uh, yeah it's it's just such a I don't know, it's it it just gives it kind of like a cheap feel Mm-hmm. Especially with the the actors, they just look so so young, like him and his, and like the, the like the comedy relief partner. Oh God, the comedy relief like, partner. They look like yeah. still teens. They should be in high school still. Well, they like Davy's okay. Yeah, no, Davy. I mean, Davy. Honestly, I don't know. I think especially the fact that he sometimes wears like varsity jacket. That's true. Still, yeah. I mean. I think that's kind of the point of the movie is that they're all too young to be living in this hellscape America, but it just doesn't, I don't know. It doesn't help the drama that mm-hmm. they're trying to achieve. Yeah. Um, but you know, there's, there's some good, I mean, Kiefer's good. <laughs> I mean, Kiefer's really good. Kiefer's a good actor. As we've said many times before, it's funny how like at the start of the movie, he's much closer to, um crazy moon or bay boy mm-hmm. yeah and then like after the two-year time skip it's like oh this is we're getting close to a lost boys keeper here aren't we i can i can feel it in the air he even goes to like the transformation of he has the the gross little rat tail yeah a little bit and then there's a scene of like uh of meg brian cutting his hair mm-hmm. anymore. definitely an improvement it is yeah yeah i mean it's i'm at least when at least this movie wasn't i don't know it wasn't super vulgar mm-hmm. or anything it didn't really like i don't, <laughs> it didn't feel like it was stooping to try and get something i mean yeah. there are two sex scenes in this movie but uh two i can't remember anyway like two like gratuitous yeah it's that's yeah the, the one in the the one in the hot tub was so bad oh i it's forgot just, about that because the steam's just you just can't see anything and not in an interesting way it just in a because it, it just lingers for so long and you're just kind of like looking at all this steam coming off the water like i don't really know what's going on man yeah like to the point where like that was not even the one of the ones i thought you were talking about because like i wouldn't even count that yeah it's just kind of heavy-handed a lot. Like there's, it it tries to do clever imagery, like the uh, 
when the angel so, with the broken yes, wing. I'm glad you. Uh, they're in the park. Uh, Danny, yeah, Danny and no, uh, Davy, Davy, Davy and uh, Ma- Mary. Yeah, Marla. Mary. It's Mary. So Mary, Davy Marla, and Mary. And they're all great names. They're hanging out mm-hmm. in the park talking, and this guy just brings out this angel statue with a broken wing. Yeah. Puts the angel statue down next to a garbage can and puts the wing in the garbage can. So it's right next to where it would have broken off. And then there's just a, like a shot where it's like <laughs> framed up and it's like, ooh, ooh, mm-hmm. symbolic. And it's like, okay, but like, come on. That's nothing. But apparently, looking at the Wikipedia page, this movie is like, you know, oh, it's a critique of the Reagan administration. And it kind of is, but it's just. But it it's just so focused on the drama. Yeah. It's... And it's not about what's happening to these characters during the, like it kind of is. They all wanted to grow up, but I don't see how much it, or like, you know, they all wanted to be big. Um, but I don't really see what that has to do with, with, with Reagan for the most part. I mean, especially because the first part of the movie that's supposed to set up their their expectations is so short like yeah we get that that uh davy wants to be a basketball star and you know get a full ride scholarship for basketball and that you know he still wants to hang out with his girlfriend mary and and we know that Kiefer wants to go to arizona to get a job but that's it there isn't enough so that it, mm-hmm. it, it feels like ah oh no we've been hit by this it's just kind of oh this is a big there's a big bad world out there and not everything's gonna be as you expect it is yeah it's 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 focusing like in the end it just kind of feels like the only real takeaway i have from this movie is like it's really everything that that goes wrong is just kind of uh meg ryan's fault yeah like there's no real overarching like i think if there was anything with her character maybe but we know nothing about her other than she's a bit kooky. She's crazy. Yeah. Like she's not a sympathetic character at all. She's no. not she's just impulsive. She just it I don't yeah. I don't get what they're going with going for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I don't I still I don't understand why they specifically use the footage of, of Reagan talking about uh Nicaraguan. Yeah. Because you'd think that 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 would be used in a movie more about about military service. Maybe I guess the uh, you know in the for me the movie felt a lot stronger after the ending when when Davy shoots Danny for me because um, mm-hmm. I'm a sucker for that kind of <laughs> symbolism of uh, of hurting the ones you love because I don't know but like. Uh, so you can kind of see, oh, it's his job as a military man that got him to shoot a guy he kind of sort of knew in, in high school. But it's just not it's not anything enough to really to really mean anything. No. It's just and the ending is just so kind of like, oh, well, he quits the force and lives happily ever after with uh, with Mary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, too, was. Like, why did they seemingly the why did they day just walk off he, together he, sh- he shot danny in front of mary 
he just yeah. brings the angel statue to her house and she's like oh she's like oh you you cutie <laughs> you know i love that angel statue <laughs> uh, oh. you killed a man yesterday in front of me a man we both knew relatively well me more so than you that uh him handing Kiefer handing her the journal never paid off did it i just realized that yeah i forgot that that was even a thing that happened like because when you think about it 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 feels like it's a it's you know gonna lead to something anyway yeah you you explain what it is yeah in the beginning so they they're at a party this is before he goes off to arizona they're at a he's at a party and he gives mary this like journal as a as a going away present like you know to write your life story and then it's just, there's nothing it doesn't there's nothing to the rest of the movie yeah yeah because their characters don't even ever interact again for the next for the for the entire movie yeah. she just sees his dead body and she goes huh? is that is that danny get anyway. me a journal once I, sh- I should get around to using that yeah huh Maybe I'll write this story of how much I love having sex with Ray, that art dude. What a, yeah, what a dumb name. What a... T- we all hate Ray. Uh, it's, I, I, yeah. Yeah. It's, I don't, I don't it's have fine. Much say. There's, yeah, um, like, definitely there's parts that I like and just parts that it's just, as a whole, I just, I don't, I don't get it. Mm-hmm. Um, another critique I have is the score is not great. Why are there so many didgeridoos? Wait, there weren't didgeridoos in this movie. There were definitely didgeridoos. There's not did. Yeah, all right, all right. We're there were one hundred percent. I don't think there were didgeridoos. Check the credit. Let's check the IMDb. If there's a if there's a role for a didgeridooist, <laughs> it's is that the technical term? I have no clue. I just. I just, it was a very boring, very 80s synth soundtrack that was very, hey, feel this now. There was a lot of Latin choir that yeah. they were trying to be artsy with. And just some good old Christmas music. Yeah, this is also a Christmas movie. Wait, okay, I have one more thing to talk about. <laughs> because I'm, I'm, I'm going through the movie and I just remembered this. <laughs> Remember the old dudes at the gas station? Yeah. What was that? <laughs> what was that even? What was that about? They just kind of laugh at the end. Like they just kind of show up and laugh and go, "I, we, my buddy, saw what you were doing with the with the ketchup bottle there. That's a pretty funny trick." Are they supposed to represent something? <sighs> they are the American dream. Yeah, it's actually very smart. This is actually a smart film for smarties, not dummies like me. It's a smart movie for Nestle's smarties. Yeah. Good. Okay. Are there didgeridoo? I don't think there's didgeridoos. I, in this I think movie. I'm just confusing the sound of a didgeridoo with a weird synth. Yeah, because there was a weird synth, definitely, that was like the synth they use in, the, in a, that one gorilla song that you definitely know what I'm talking about. I 100% always know. Um, anyway, this the tagline for this movie is live, Life on the Edge of the American Dream. What? Shut up. 
Shut up. You don't. I guess you haven't earned that. Yeah. That's not. I bad. don't know why there was a. T- <sighs> I feel like this movie should have been. So you cut out the characters of Mary and Davy entirely. Mm-hmm. You cut out the the time skip and just make that the whole movie. Um, and just have it be about Kiefer. I don't know because if it was more of a coherent story of him trying to make it and failing, I don't know. Maybe you'd have something. Yeah, I mean, because honestly, yeah, I mean, him him moving out and then moving. They could have focused more on the fact that you know why did he, you know, he mm-hmm. apparently spent time in jail. Like he moved out, he dropped out of school, and moved out of his small town to to get yeah. away. Like there's something in. If either they should have actually done something with the whole American Dream thing, or they shouldn't have tried to lean so hard into it because it mm-hmm. ended up not working. Yeah. Also, well, I'm just realizing it now. Kiefer Sutherland's been in a lot of road trip movies. Yeah. Like a lot. He- <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I'm gonna look at the. I'm gonna look at the list of, of movies that we've done and and count how many yeah. of them are now. It's, it's like not an insignificant number. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Because I mean, Desert Saints is a road trip movie. Yeah. Uh, Freeway is basically a road trip movie. Yeah, Freeway is. <laughs> um. Cowboy Way. Yeah. Uh, Stand by Me is kind of one. Yeah. They're walking I mean, on the. Although he's yeah, not really. He is. He's he's taking a road trip. Oh, that's true. But they're going on a trip. Young Guns is basically a road trip movie. Yeah. Um, yeah Article ninety nine is is not a road trip movie. It's not. Killing time. It's implied that he went on a road trip to get to that town. <laughs> that is true. Yeah. The wild. Come on, they go on a trip to to the jungle. That's true. Yeah, road road trip movies. Well, I think that's about all I have to say about yeah. uh, Promise of Land. I don't. I I'm gonna say it's not a key for. <sighs> See, yeah, because even though we've, I feel like we've given keyfers to movies that are worse than this. Yeah, but it's just not. I'm just. I, I'm just not feeling it. No, I I agree with you. I. Hmm. I'm just trying to think. <laughs> yeah, this is definitely worse than than stuff like Killing Time and Crazy Moon, in my opinion. Oh, I, I wouldn't go that far. I mean, I'd oh, say really? just from a technical point of view. That's uh, true, technically, but like, I mean, as a Kiefer Sutherland movie. Yeah, I don't know. That's fair. Hmm. All right. You no know one I, I do know you. about plot keywords. What? Oh boy! Because there's no, there's like one piece of trivia and it's nothing. But great. So we're gonna we're gonna focus on one, and we're gonna. Last time we did this, we uh, you in, you came up with a way to actually make this a real segment. Mm-hmm. Um, so, my plot keyword, life. Ooh. Let's see what other movies have the tagline "Life." Black Mirror. Yeah. Planet Earth. Minions. <laughs> This has been IMDb Plot <laughs> Thank you for going on that progression. Oh, wow. 
All right. Well, with I'm that, excited we'll... for reviews. I, I, I'm, I'm going to yeah. get through some juicy, juicy ones. Let's look at. Um, I'm going to put. We're going to start with this one from Peter Dalziel. Yeah. Five stars. Drama. <laughs> Reviewed in the United Kingdom in 2014. I guess this one could fall under the Brat Pack banner from the 80s, but I found this one to be a lot edgier than the others. Based on a true story, we see how adult life can be turned turned out to be very different to what we hope for, as Danny, Kiefer Sutherland, but he spelled it with two Fs, and his new wild child bride Bev, Meg Ryan, return to his idyllic hometown to meet his friends and family after trying to make it out in the big world, only to find out that it is not just his own life and ambitions that have become jaded. Have your box of tissues ready. I cried like a big girl. Thanks, Peter. I it really couldn't fall under, be considered to fall under the brat pack like at all. No, because no, none of those actors are in this. Wasn't doesn't Kiefer's like Brat Pack tangential? I may. I mean, he was in a movie with Emilio Estevez, but like, yeah, but like I've seen here. Let me freaking. Yeah, I'm on the I'm on the Wikipedia page. Let's see. If you look on his Kiefer Sutherland comes up. Um, yeah. What other actors who have been linked with the group? Okay, fair. Yeah. But like, but still to call it a a Brat Pack banner. Like it's just Kiefer, like <laughs> yeah. Um, like it's just this... a teen movie from the eighties, like yeah. What's this that one... German reviews on here? Sorry. Yeah, I was gonna say we got one from uh, WM. Four stars. DVD <laughs> reviewed in Germany. Okay, that's it. That's the whole review. This review. one, thankfully, Teresa who is German, actually, uh, well, even wrote, you know, wrote the original one in German, but then she wrote an English translation below it. Thank you, Teresa. I am a big Meg Ryan fan. Oh, it's two stars, by the way. Um, (laughs) I am a big Meg Ryan fan, and this movie has not even reached the rainy Sunday afternoon film status. I was very disappointed. Um, Yeah. What if, okay, I'm going to see if I can filter it to one star review. Got Here, I got one from Harder Than It Looks Needs Lots of Dollars. It's a okay. three star review. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> um, here we go. Five stars from Rebecca Roland Hines, Meg's, Kiefer's, and Oscar's best work. Wh- who's Oscar? <laughs> Is there an actor named Oscar I'm in this film? Up. Okay. Well, I love this movie. One reason is that Meg Ryan and Kiefer Sutherland do some of their best acting ever. The biggest reason is that my dad is in this movie doing <laughs> some of his best acting work ever. Dad oh. makes me cry every time I see his performance in this movie. Oscar Roland is Mr. Rivers. The dad. Uh-huh. Rebecca Roland. That's pretty, this, I mean, that's kind of interesting. That's kind of nice. Yeah, th- you're allowed to give this movie five stars. I don't know, that seems a bit biased. Yeah. I'm going to get that uh, helpful. Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> we, we got another connection from R. Pearson. Five oh, stars. Yeah. A horrible movie that I am in. <laughs> 
Good. While none of the main characters will ever talk about this movie, and all hope that you will skip over its appearance on the resumes on IMDb, I like this movie because it is the only one I've ever been in and was filmed at the high school I attended. It doesn't mean much to those with successful film and TV careers, but it's a great experience to have as, to have had as a regular working class guy. Nice. He says it's a horrible movie and then gives it five stars. Because well, he's in it. That's yeah. fair. Listen, I'm, you know. Janice G. Joyce, one star. Promised Land, starring Meg Ryan. I didn't care for this movie. I felt it reflected poorly on the outstanding cast. Weak storyline, bad language, not entertaining. I would not even consider this to be a B movie, more like a C movie. I've never seen Meg Ryan nor Kiefer Sutherland accept a role that wasted their talent as this one did. Big disappointment. Honey, you haven't seen. You haven't seen Kiefer Sutherland seen. films. Oh my goodness. He was in a direct to DVD Dungeons and Dragons movie. Yeah. You don't even. You know. You don't even know. I think that's. I think that's about it. For the old Amazon reviews. Yep. So now we're wow. going to move on to news. As is, news. And as is frequently the case. Yeah. Uh, news is only tangentially um, related to Kiefer Sutherland, but also I thought it was an important thing to bring up. And yeah. Really interesting article. So this is from Washington Post. Uh, headline, TV shows shape how law enforcement is viewed. Where will they go from here? Um, yeah, basically it's just talking about how police are and law enforcement are portrayed in media and specifically TV and, you know, how that affects the real world. And I think, you know, that's an important conversation to be having. Um, Kiefer Sutherland, obviously most famous for his role as Jack Bauer on 24, the federal agent working for the counterterrorism unit who doesn't play by the rules he's a loose cannon and you know he does horrific stuff but it gets results um and i mean i don't think it's that much of a stretch to call 24 propaganda yeah they i mean they definitely they work with the military's like That's branch of, of film units like um, soft power what was it called what was his name um john mccain made a cameo in it you know like mm -hmm. they are it's and even even directly or not intentional the message of the show is key is you know the breaking breaking the rules the laws is justified yeah in the name of counterterrorism. to quote the actual article um why it came up in the Kiefer sutherland thing no-knock warrants going around the rules, the rules being bad to begin with, are something you see on television dramas all the time. It's justified. There's a clock tip ticking, a bomb that's about to go off. Of course, Kiefer Sutherland doesn't have enough time to knock on the door and get a freaking warrant. And so I think it's, it is important, especially, you know, we're, <laughs> we're currently eagerly waiting, awaiting the release of a show about an LAPD officer <laughs> hell-bent on arresting someone even if it's the wrong person yeah you know it is definitely important to see to think about how these depictions not only you know give a sympathetic light to people doing ter you know 
breaking the rules in order to get results. Whatever yeah. That means. It's kind of the, it's, it's a good example of kind of the satire paradox. It's like 24 for me, at least, because what I enjoy about the show is how ridiculous it is mm-hmm. and how like God, just how it's like what people it's, it's like what you can kind of see in Michael Bay movies, mm-hmm. but actually watchable. Yeah. It's this, you know, America's so up its own ass. It's it's entertainment, but yeah, it's it wasn't I think it was after like the second season came out or something that like the actual military had to start having to like talk mm-hmm. t- to the producers of the show about the way that they portray torture because a lot of recruits were uh negatively impacted by depictions on the show. Yeah. Cuz I mean, it's yeah, it- it's it also that's also a huge thing we have to think about is it, 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 these kind of things affect people's mentality joining if, if they are thinking of joining you know the police force you know seeing the cool the cool loose cannon Jack Bauer saving the day mm-hmm. by not following the rules you know that's a fun power fantasy for someone with a with a gun and. Not a yeah. lot of for rules, so yeah, I'm gonna link this in the in the description. I think it's a very very well written piece, and it goes into a lot of stuff, especially about Brooklyn Nine Nine and how like Ooh. sanitizing this or yeah. even addressing these issues, yeah, does not do the job. Hmm. I'd read it, but it's Washington Post, so it requires a subscription, and I don't really want to give them my email address. Does it? I've, I yeah, I clicked on it, and it, it it's telling me I need to subscribe. Weird. Yeah, well, we'll try one yeah. month for a dollar. You can huh. cancel any time. Which sucks, because, yeah, this sounds interesting. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was weird that I was able to get through. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Yeah, hopefully you can get it, people can get in there. But, yeah, I mean, I think it's just, it's definitely something, and... You know, well, we watched a movie with a with that portrayed the police, and you know, it's important to to look at media and how it portrays these kind of things because it definitely, whether you like it or not, you are not immune to propaganda, mm-hmm. and it definitely shapes how you view the world. So, yes, yeah. indeed. Yeah. So now, jumping off of that, you know, more serious point. Um, Next, next, next week we're either watching Beat or Beat? 1969. Is Beat the one about? Uh, uh, is that the which author is it about? Uh, it's about William Seward Burroughs, and also it has. I'm just looking at it. It has Norman Reedus. Ooh, what a man! What a man! What a man! What a guy! I mostly like him in Boondock Saints. That's. That's what I know him from. So we're watching Vito Roll Beat. Watch in 1969. Ooh. We're going to watch Beat. We've been watching a bunch of 80s Kiefer recently. Yeah. We've been, um, we've really been dipping into the early stuff. I'm I'm actually super excited to watch this movie now that I know that Norman Reed. I mean, what? it might as well just be a Kojima game at this point. It's got Norman Reedus and Kiefer Sutherland. Oh, yeah, that's fair. That's the whole joke. 
That's the also, whole joke. This movie was produ- produced by one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen people. Good. Great. Wowza. So you know it's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um thanks to Kaya for our fantastic podcast art. Go check out links to her other stuff in the description. And thanks to Kevin McLeod for our theme music, Sax Rock and Roll. Check out his links in the description. Um go follow us on Twitter at HBK Pod, on Instagram at HBK Podcast. Uh give us a review on iTunes. Um send us a message on Anchor. And yeah. I've been your host, Dr. Ledoux. I've been your host, Jaden Cron, and this has been He's a Keeper. needs our podcast needs our support they weren't gonna win but now they're gonna win they got us man they got two white guys on a podcast listened to by twos of people yeah